0: And with us, let's turn to some of these lovely old hymns. Hymn number 91 Tell me the story of Jesus. Write in my heart every word, tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Meaning, seated while we sing these hymns together, please. angels worships and set his love upon the sons of men. <clears throat> Just come, all these gift of grace May Jesus my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. Jesus Christ, the Saviour, was born. Marvelous gift. Number 79 will come all ye faithful, joyfully triumphant. To Bethlehem, hasten now with glad accord. We'll make this our opening hymn. We'll all stand together while we sing our very best, please. Thank you. <coughs> sing Amen, Lord we bless thee born for our salvation. The purpose of his coming was so that you and I would have the joy of sins forgiven and know what it is to be reconciled to God. We'll get the note and we'll sing the verse and the chorus on the company please. Amen Lord we bless Face in prayer, except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain, and build, and we're very conscious that we need the Lord's presence. And we have the promise that where two or three are gathered together in His name, there He would be in the midst. Our loving and eternal Heavenly Father, in the all precious and prevailing name of the one who is our Savior bow humbly and reverently in Thy presence this evening hour we thank thee for the love of God in Christ we thank thee that thou dost not leave us in our sin but thou hast devised means whereby those that were banished be banished no more we can be reconciled we can be redeemed and we can know what it is to be ready for heaven and for home We thank thee that that has all been made possible because of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ into this world. We thank thee that he came to go all the way to the cross. We rejoice that there, bearing shame and scoffing root, in our place condemned he stood and sealed our pardon with his blood. (coughs) Hallelujah, what a scene. So this evening, our loving Father, we come to give thee the thanks and praise of our hearts. As we render our voices in praise to thy great name, we thank thee for the plan of redemption. We thank thee for the person of redemption. And we thank thee for the possession of redemption. For thou hast said that you will give unto your sheep eternal life, and they will never perish. We thank Thee that we can know tonight that we are those who have been brought nigh and made sons and daughters of the King. All because of the One who came into the sin cursing of time. And so our loving Father we pray as we continue to worship Thee in this service tonight. We pray for a very conscious sense of the Lord's presence. We pray that thou will enable us to render that praise that is comely, that praise that is acceptable unto thee. And Lord, we pray that in the ministry and song, in the preaching of thy word, that Christ in all his fullness and in all his glory will be exalted. We would say with those of old, we would see Jesus. We would see the Savior. Oh, that our gaze would again be taken up with the Lamb of God, the one who is our Redeemer. And Father in heaven, we pray that you'll search every heart. Thou just know each heart bowed before thee. Like Hagar, we can say, thou God, seest me. He sees in our need. And thou dost know the need of every one gathered before thee this night. We pray for those that need that particular touch from thee, those that are carrying burdens. And Lord, you know the burdens of life. Yes. We thank thee that you're the great burden bearer. We pray that in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of challenge, in the midst of difficulty, there will be a sense in the heart of each one that they have drawn near and thou hast drawn near unto them. We think of those that know not Christ tonight, those that never have yet come to know thee as their own and personal saviour. We pray that this will be the night when, before they leave this service, they will come to trust thee and to know their sins forgiven. And Father in heaven, remember those mm. who are in the valley. Mm. We pray that thou wilt be with them. And yes. you especially remember Carl's brother. We pray that James will know, even in these moments, the nearness of the one who is the all-wise, the all-knowing God. With the family, surround them with your love. Remember the Atkinson family tonight. Yes, we pray that thou wilt be with them in the midst of their sorrow and their grief. And may they know that underneath and round about are the everlasting arms. Continue with us now in these times that we spend in the house of God. We thank yes. you for all who've come. And we pray our loving Father. And this will be a night that we will look back to and say, the Saviour drew near. Think of that occasion when the Saviour drew near to those Amen. on the road to amaze. And he went with them. Go with us now, we pray. Abide with us. We pray in the Savior's name. Amen. Amen. Lovely hymn. Wonderful story of love. Tell it to me again. Wonderful story of love. Wake the immortal stream. Standing again while we sing, please. Okay, we'll sing the second verse again. Oh, take your seats. I'm will sing it uh, when you're seated. Okay. Thank you so much. singing. It was lovely. Now, why I was speaking to Mr. Park was I asked him, how do you pronounce? Because her brother Phil didn't do it at the prayer meeting on Thursday night, and I'm not going to do it here tonight. But Lucia, Ellie, and Graziella, we are delighted that you're here. And I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to pronounce that name. Brother Park can do it. Lucia, you can do it when you come up, my brother, and that'll educate us all. But it is a joy for us to have you with us and we enjoyed your ministry this morning. And we're going to ask you now to come and to minister to us in some. Place.
1: I have counted, lost, spent, and worthless now, compared to this. Knowing you, Jesus. Knowing you, there is no greater thing. Your best, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Now my heart's desire is to know you more, to be found in you and known as yours my faith what I could not earn, All-surpassing of righteousness.
2: Knowing you,
1: Jesus, Knowing
2: you, there is no grace. You're my all,
1: you're the best, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Oh, to know the power of your risen life, and to know you in your suffering. In your death, my Lord, so with you too.
3: This is what is the most important thing, is not to know my name or anybody else's name in here tonight, to know Jesus. Jesus is the wonderful, the most wonderful and precious name, because only in his name we can be saved. So we exalt the name of Jesus, um, and we acknowledge our need for him in our everyday life, our everyday minute that we live. But in case some of you wonder how our last name is pronounced, it's Boanjiu. So this is our uh, family name, Boanjiu. Uh, it's close to the French bonjour. <laughs> uh, so uh, that will make uh, it easier to remember. And, of course, we have Grazie with us. She's, neat. she's not the buon but she's family. Uh, and her last name is Chortuz. So uh, this answers uh, a question. Uh, we would like to sing uh, very well known Christmas carol uh, now. It has been sung a little bit at the beginning of the service, but I don't, I don't see any harm in uh, re singing it.
2: Ray
4: Thank you, it's Lucianne and Eliana, Graziella and Alciana and Matty, Matthew, as we say in English. It's lovely to have this family. They are family to us and uh, we've known them for a long time, enjoyed fellowship with them. We've stayed in their home and uh, when Ellie was baptized. Not so long ago, we had the privilege of going over and uh, preaching at the baptism, and not only Ellie, but some other young people from the church were baptized on that occasion, Bo and Geo, something like that. We bid you welcome. We're glad to have our friends with us. We're glad to have the congregation, and those that are tuning in on the internet, we're also glad to have you as well, and Tom and Lucy Marr Geddes, who... Is known to so many of you missionaries to brazil uh, they're listening in today they were listening in this morning they were listening in to the martyr service this afternoon and they're joining us tonight so if they've been able to uh, get onto the internet we bid them a special welcome <clears throat> they can't come and have refreshments but you can and uh, refreshments have been laid on in the fellowship area cup of tea and something to we do stay and enjoy fellowship together, and then after that we 're going for those that can stay we 're going to have just a little time of fellowship together, singing together with our friends that are here. We did that during the summer when our VBS group was out one night <coughs> after the Sunday night meeting in the Bethany Church. we just sat together and we sang, and the church secretary was there, and his wife and I thought it was very nice for them to join us as well. And then, but an hour later, I realized they're just waiting to lock up. (laughs) So we thought we we better call it a night and uh, let them get their job done. But I think they enjoyed the fellowship also. Do remember the meeting in the morning with the the children, the Hebron tots at 10 o'clock? And then in the Lodge Hotel, Desi was with us this morning. There's a special Christmas service that they're having at 7.30, and you're welcome to go there. Various ones are taking part, including Sam Houston, that you all know, and of course, our friends here. (coughs) Tuesday morning, the senior fellowship is at 11 o'clock and Tuesday night, I didn't get the the hour changed, but remember, it's 6.30, special night. This is the last night before they break up for the, the Christmas period. And we have uh, Joshua and Carrie here tonight. Wednesday is a very, very special day for them because they are coming to get married. My mother and father, um, they had six children and they had 22 grandchildren. And the first grandchild to be married was Joanna. And the last grandchild to be married will be Joshua. So we're making history, the first and the last. The last shall be first. I don't know what way it'll work for your wedding, but we wish you well on Wednesday as you come together uh, to be married. May the Lord be with you in a very special way. Thursday night in the midweek service, we've asked Lucci if he'll um, come along and bring a message to us. And those slides that you saw this morning, we'll be able to show them maybe a few more and give a little bit of explanation of what happened. We, we felt compelled to go for the two days to Muldamanoa Manoa. Uh, we, we started off in the morning. It takes about two and a half hours to get there. And so we arrived around lunchtime and then we left at lunchtime the next day so that we could get uh, to see our sister, Lorena. Uh, Lorena, as you know, for about five years has been battling uh, with cancer. She's doing quite well. She's responded well to the treatment. And so we got to see our sister And then we got to spend time with the Deborah girls that particular Tuesday night or Wednesday night as it was. But we'll we'll tell you a little bit more about that on Thursday. And we're looking forward to hearing from Lucci. On Friday, we have sought to organize this special carol service for schools. We invited the schools from the local area, the primary schools, and there are about seven of them coming. Some couldn't come for they had already other arrangements made. But we're looking forward to that. We will receive them here in this building. And when that is over, we will feed them, give them their lunch, and give them a selection box. I wanna thank all who contributed to that because it has covered the gifts for the children. We really appreciate your your sacrifice. On Friday evening, our Sunday school children will come in for their party at seven o'clock. And the Youth Fellowship They will come in at a quarter to seven to get organized, to go out and visit our seniors that evening. We come to pray on a Sunday morning at eight o'clock. Later on, the Sunday school comes in at 10.30, the Bible class at a quarter to 11. And the secret and the secluded place of prayer, I I think I typed in the wrong second S word this morning, but we've got it right for tonight. Uh, that's what Phil will speak on at the Bible class on Sunday morning. Worship service, 12 noon. We'll come back to the Family of Christ and then our Christmas Youth and Children's Night service. It's for everyone, but there will be a little bit of emphasis for the young people and the children of our church. Members of the congregation will take part. The prayer meeting is 6.30. Supper will be served and ladies, you're asked to, to bring that which is necessary to eat Christmas dinner, just remember that, the 20th of December in the Lodge Hotel. Get your name onto the list if you haven't done so. And let's be much in prayer for that night together. If anyone is seeking to have envelopes for the church, see Ivor, that'll be for next year, 2024. And for those that have supported Deborah House in the past year, uh, the director, our sister Lorena, has sent over thank you cards for you to, to have. These are all the announcements. We come to bring our tithes and offerings now to the Lord, and we sing together a beautiful hymn, number 89, and we will get Mervyn to lead this for us. Out of the ivory palaces into a world of woe, only his great eternal love made my Savior go. He's trying to explain this hymn uh, to Lucian's and his family that never heard it. And uh, we're, we're encouraging them to get to know us. It's a beautiful hymn, and maybe they'll get to know it in English. There may be a translation in Romanian, and sometime you might have the opportunity to sing it in Bethany. But you, you can listen to our folks sing it tonight. Amen. We we'll remain
0: seated while the evening tithe and offerings is mm-hmm. lifted, please. Lift it, please. Yeah. Ask Lucie and Ellie and Gracie Ella to come.
3: Me, be me this time. Um, Reverend Park told, told us that uh, the hymn that we just uh, sang is one of his favorites, if not the, fa- the most favorite. Uh, so I was, I, uh, that night we were talking about uh, this. Uh, I sang one of the uh, hymns that I like most. Uh, for Christmas, um, and it's it's a special hymn because it was born out of uh, very hard circumstances, uh, born out of uh, suffering and persecution for the name of Christ. Um, it was written by uh, two famous people in our evangelical world in in Romania that endured. Uh, Long and hard years of, of prison uh, during communism. And uh, they said that uh, it was one night that, uh, one day, that they, they were trying to write a, a Christmas song, a Christmas hymn together. They were very uh, uh, gifted uh, songwriters. Actually, one of them, Nicolae Moldovianu, has a lot of hymns in our hymnal books in, in Romania in our Evangelical churches. Um, he wrote op- about thir- 350 hymns uh, with no uh, pen or pencil, no sheet of paper to write on. The way, they, the way that he did it was memorizing verse by verse. So he memorized over 350 Uh, hymns and when he got out of prison he got uh, he just couldn't wait to to go ahead and put them down write them down uh, on paper Um, so it's really humbling and extraordinary to to just think of of, uh, this circumstances that uh, these people were in Uh, he actually wrote, besides these 350 hymns He wrote about 7,000 songs and hymns, Christian hymns. So that's amazing. Um, So this particular hymn was written with his friend, uh, also a believer. uh, After they were trying to to write uh, down a um, a Christmas carol, and uh, the guardians came and searched them. They found uh, a few verses on a piece of glass that they wrote. they were trying to write it on so they don't they won't forget it. And because of that, they punished them to uh, five days in a very small cell in a confinement uh, with uh, nothing uh, warm to put on. Just it was just the concrete and mud. Uh, Actually, no uh, or little food, no windows in that cell, just a wee uh, hole uh, with bars on it where uh, they could see the sky. So uh, they sit together. It was around Christmas time, and and they uh, they they wrote this beautiful uh, hymn together, uh, showing that. Uh, Having uh, Jesus, the Lord of our lives, gets us above the circumstances of this life that uh, a lot of times are uh, hard and almost like impossible to go through. So uh, Ellie and, uh, and Grazzi this uh, uh, try to uh, do a translation this afternoon, so that you understand some of the um, lyrics so uh, uh and i think uh, yeah they are ready for for us to see over there so i'm gonna i'm gonna sing this song um
1: Sfântă, minunată, minunată, Sfânta pace în veșmântă, Lumea, toată, lumea înaltă pe Hristos, ce lumină, ce rugios, ce splendoar. Sfântă Bucurie Bucurie Iadul Cade Moartea-i frântă Pe vecie Pe vecie S-a împlinit
4: May the Lord be pleased to, to bless your ministry in song today. We're turning in God's Word to Luke chapter 2. <coughs> Luke chapter 2. Let's read from verse 6. Luke 2 verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and led him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. But unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly host, praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men." And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, "Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us." And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger and when they had seen it <coughs> they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds ending the reading at verse 18 I'm going to ask Question, or let me just throw this subject out to you: the the real meaning of Christmas. What is the real meaning of Christmas time? And I think we have it here in the words of verse eleven: "For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord." I can ask the question: What does Christmas mean to you? Sadly, it has lost much of its meaning amidst all the festivity and glitter, the feasting and the, the decorations. A minister was once in a school and asked the children of the school what the meaning of Christmas was, to which they replied, it's all about Santa Claus and bringing presents. Now, if that's your view of Christmas, it's a very low and carnal understanding of what Christmas is to the child of God. Now, don't get me wrong; I love this time of the year. I love Christmas time. It's a blessing to give. The Bible says it's even more blessed to give than to receive. So, the giving of gifts, the receiving of gifts, all the activities that we have in the church, the carols singing, um, the food that we enjoy at Christmas time, and all the joy that it brings, especially to our families. Once we were asked to spend Christmas in Romania, I don't know whether, I'm sure you do remember that occasion. It's about 11 or 12 years ago. And it was to spend time with the Deborah girls. We were asked as a family would become and just be there Christmas with them. And so we did that. We visited both homes. We decorated together the the Christmas trees in, in each home. And we had a lovely time together. We went out caroling with the Bethany church They have a tradition there that we don't have in this country, and that is on Christmas Eve, you go out caroling, but you go all night, all right? And uh, so you go from place to place, home to home, and every home that you come to, they have something for you to eat, all right, everywhere. Um, You don't have to eat everything that's put in front of you, but just a wee wee token. We got as far as 4 o'clock, because you see Joshua, our baby, fell asleep in the back of the minibus, and uh, his sleeping was a good excuse for us to go back to Eugene's home where we were staying. And so we went back at four o'clock. But these folks, they continued. They, they sang all night from place to place. Really amazing that they not only kept going, but there were actually people up all through the night expecting them to come and uh, to sing to them. We had a good time. We spent Christmas with Pastor Eugene, who's in the glory now at Christmas dinner with him. All the activities, good activities, are really enjoyable at this time of the year, but there would be no Christmas without Christ. Some people want to remove Christ out of Christmas. I can remember when I was very small, and in our church, the minister gave a talk to the children about Xmas. You know, you've seen that as an abbreviation of Christmas, and his view was they've crossed out Jesus, they've crossed out Christ, and it's Xmas, taking the Lord out of it altogether. In one American town, 8,000 people were expected to show up for the town's Christmas celebration, except they decided to call it Holy Dazzle. Instead of lighting the 40 foot Christmas tree, officials lighted the tree of illumination. So there's war. There's war on Christmas. Secular forces are trying to replace the term Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays. Well, it's time that we put Christ back into Christmas. Christ ought to be central in everything that we do. The giving of gifts at this time of the year comes from the fact that the wise men came bearing gifts to the Lord Jesus Christ. Every Christmas day before we open our our presence, and we, we've had this tradition for, for many, many years, though the numbers in our home are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, but uh, you know the way the children would get you up early in the morning? My, my wife tells me it's me that gets up early in the morning and gets the children up, but um, there's a wee bit of a debate about that. Maybe it used to be the children, and when they got older, they like to lie on a wee bit more, but anyhow, before we went downstairs, maybe just sitting on the stairs of our home, we just took a moment to pause and to thank God for the unspeakable gift, of the Lord Jesus Christ, no greater gift than He. When He came into this world to be our Savior and to go to the cross at the end of His ministry and lay down His life for our salvation. And so we always have, have done that, and this is going to be the final year when we have a, a child in the home, at least one of our own children, and they've all left the family home by that stage. I want to emphasize with you tonight the birth of our blessed Savior and come to this little announcement that was given to the shepherds in the passage of Scripture that I've read tonight. Look at verse 10, the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, and this is the text we're asking you to mark particularly, for unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ." the Lord. This is the chapter that tells us about the birth of our gracious Savior and how he was first announced to the children of men. The birth of a king's son is usually made made an occasion of public celebration and rejoicing. The whole land, and sometimes depending on the importance of a nation, uh, the whole world gets to know about the birth of an important child. Not so was the coming of the king of kings and the Lord of lords into the world. It was hardly noticed. No one of consequence in the eyes of the world paid the slightest attention to the fact that Jesus Christ was born. The only person of worldly importance and fame to pay attention to Christ coming into the world was Herod. And the Lord Jesus was around two years of age at the time. The announcement of Christ coming into the world was not a public affair with worldly pomp and ceremony. It was a private announcement given at midnight to very ordinary men, humble shepherds, who were looking after their sheep on a hillside in Judea. And what an announcement it was in the words that I've just quoted to you from verses 10 and 11. This was good news. It was news of great joy. What a joyful thing to hear that the Savior has been born. And it was a message to all people. And so that means it's for you tonight as well as for the people of the day in which it was announced. The angel told of a baby that was the Savior And he was the one promised from ancient times, for he was Christ the Lord. There's no greater news or greater joy that I could announce this day than a Savior has come. A Redeemer has been born. The Almighty in the person of the Son came into the world and so came to be that sacrifice that once and for all time sacrifice for our sin. And so just let's take a few minutes tonight in the closing time of our meeting to consider what we have in this 11th verse. We have the humanity of Christ. Part of the announcement was the fact that He is born here in verse 11. This is the incarnation. This is the miracle of all miracles. This is the announcement of all announcements. It is the news of all news. There is one who came from the heights of celestial glory in the form of God and took upon Him our nature, was made in the likeness of man, was found in fashion as a man. Oh, what a blessed moment it was in the womb of the Virgin Mary, when deity, as we said this morning, joined itself to our humanity, and in the fullness of time, Christ was born. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1, verse 1, and verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so, without controversy, says Paul, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Let us at this time of the year proclaim it loudly. Let us rejoice and be glad in the reality that the Lord Jesus Christ has come. Let us sing with joy as we do in our Christmas hymns. He came down to earth from heaven who is God and Lord of all and his shelter was a stable and his cradle was a stall. Didn't Isaiah... Prophesy of this when he said, The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The humanity of Christ. He was born. (coughs) Then I want you to think about the identity of Christ. In the same verse, we are told that the one who was born was a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Well, we know the word Christ means Uh, Messiah, the anointed one of God. We know that the word Lord points to His lordship, His kingship, He's Lord of all. But it's the term Savior here that I want to emphasize. Here is the identity of the one who is born, this Son who is given. He is the Savior of man. This is a glorious and a wonderful truth. You know, we stand greatly in need of a Savior, because we're sinners before a holy God. Guilty, vile, and helpless. We are under eternal condemnation. The sentence has already been passed. It's what we deserve. My sins condemn me. In fact, the Bible tells us we are condemned already. And men need to know this. They need to understand this. They need to sense and to feel their guilt and sin before God, and they need to realize that their future is one that will involve them being cast out forevermore, and down into the darkness of a lost eternity, into the place that John in the book of the Revelation identifies as the lake of fire. That's the penalty for our sin, and that's what we deserve. There's nothing we can do to save ourselves, absolutely nothing. My works cannot save me. Money cannot buy eternal life. Charitable actions will not take away my sin. Being religious, living a spiritual life, none of those things can atone for my sin. But there is a Savior, and a Savior from all sin. His name is Jesus. It's the reason why He came into the world to take away our sin, By the sacrifice of himself. The angel announced, I shall call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And you know the word Jesus means Savior. And when we call him Jesus, we are saying he is the Savior. And my friends tonight, you need to be saved. You need to be saved from your sin. So the babe of the manger became the Christ of the cross. And it was there at Calvary that Jesus took upon himself our punishment He stood in our stead. He bore the eternal wrath of God against sin. Oh, let me tell you about the Savior tonight. Let me remind you that there is one who is our substitute, who took our place fully when he came into this world. He represented us in his life. He represented us in his death. He lived the life that we could not live. And praise God, he died the death that we deserved when he took that condemnation upon himself and was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. The identity of Christ, He's the Savior. Is He your Savior tonight? And then one final little thought in this text, there is the opportunity of Christ. And I want you to mark the words, For unto you, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And you'll notice in our authorized version that the word unto is in italics. Whenever you have a word in italics in our Bibles, it means it's not in the original. It's put in there to help make sense of the verse, but it's not there. So, literally, it it, it reads, for you, for you is born. Christ was born for you, for the shepherds, for Israel, for all mankind, and for you. The birthday, the day in which Jesus was born, was for you. Can you see this? Can you understand it tonight? Can you take it in? It is that personal When we come to the great work of Christ, the substitutionary death of our Savior, it was for you. Oh, my dear friends, as we come near the end of this service tonight, get this into your heart. Learn it, and learn it well. The blessed and the eternal Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, the second person of the glorious Trinity, our Savior, left the ivory palaces of glory for you. He condescended into the womb of the virgin for you. He joined deity to our humanity for you. He was born into this sin-cursed world for you. He dwelt among fallen men for you. He grew up in those silent years as a rooted of dry ground, as the prophet put it, for you. He was despised and rejected of men for you. He agonized in Gethsemane's garden for you. He sweat, as it were, great drops of blood for you. He was dragged before Pontius Pilate for you. He was frightfully beaten at the hands of the Roman soldiers until he was unrecognizable for you. He carried the cross of shame upon his lacerated back for you. He was pushed and shoved all the way to Calvary for you. Nails spiked him to the cross for you. He endured the fury and the wrath of a holy God for you. He had the full and eternal punishment of sin laid upon him for you. Please try to understand all that I've said there for you is born this day. Now, my question is, as we close, does it mean anything to you? Does it touch your heart? Does it melt your soul? E- even just a little bit, when you think of the one who left glory, came into this world, and he did so for you. Jesus asked the question that is really prophetically spoken about him in The book of Lamentations, chapter one, is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Some believe that he quoted that portion of God's word when he was hanging at the cross of Calvary. And as the crowds assembled that day and they walked by, many of them wagging their heads and mocking the dear Son of God, Jesus said, is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? What will you do with this Savior who was born for you, How will you react to this message that we presented to you tonight? Another opportunity is given to you tonight to come and trust Him. Will you? Will you receive Him? Or will you reject Him? Will you ask the Lord to have mercy upon your soul? Or will you turn away again and say no to this Savior who came into the world for you? It's in your hands you must decide what you will do with the Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the one who came, the one who bled and died. We thank you that it is as personal as the, the announcement that was made for you is born this day. May we bless thee tonight that it was for us, that the Son of God, the The blessed Lord Jesus Christ left heaven and condescended into the womb of Mary. It's a glorious hymn, let's really sing it. bless thee for your day, for all that has taken place from the early morning prayer meeting to tonight's meeting. Thank thee for your precious word. It is the power of God. Thank thee for the power invested in divine truth. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And Lord, we felt that as we've talked about the Lord tonight, the Savior and how he came for us. Lord, we do pray that there will be those who will seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. You can be found tonight. And you're near tonight. May this be the wonderful opportunity that men will take to seek him. Dismiss us now in your fear and love. Bless our time of fellowship for those that are able to stay and a little time later on. May the Lord be here among us. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. It might be nice if, uh, if our friends went to the door because um, they're not going to see many of you again. We hope that you'll come to the prayer meeting on Thursday night, um, but maybe some of you are not able to make it. So if Lucien's family...